Hello, and welcome to the weekly podcast of C2 Church in Columbia, Missouri. Seventeen seventy-six, a dream was birthed from the pens of our founding fathers. A big dream, a dream so dangerous to the world that it needed to be protected. A dream that all people are created equal. It may not have been perfect, but we still strived and reached for a more united union, because democracy. Compels us to dream. We are a nation founded on radical ideas of freedom and peace, and the pursuit of happiness. This is not a static nation. This is a living, breathing country, stretched and pulled and pushed in different directions. But at the core, is freedom, because democracy necessitates freedom. We may not be perfect, but we press on to correct the wrongs and injustices that exist, because democracy requires justice for all. May we always remember that democracy was forged in the furnace of sacrifice, and a democracy whose people don't sacrifice is no democracy at all. Because democracy requires sacrifice. So today, we celebrate our great nation. We pray that our hearts would be turned to God, and that He would continue to pour out His blessing on us. We celebrate our freedoms and remember our missteps, all to honor the great and dangerous dream that we are one nation. Under God, indivisible, pursuing liberty and justice for all. What a what a great reminder on this Fourth of July weekend that we celebrate freedom that uh, didn't come free. Well, again, we're so glad that you're all with us this morning as we worship together. I do want to give an opportunity, if, if you're new to C2 but you're not with First Assembly, I want to welcome all the First Assembly people. C- CFA of, did you say of Columbia? Of God. Of God. Oh, that's right. I got to practice that. I didn't get the memo right. Well, we're glad you are here, but if, if you're not with First Assembly, CFA of God, uh, and this is, and you're a guest with us today, we certainly want to welcome you and give you a chance to connect with us. And there's a connection card in the chair back in front of you. You could fill that out and drop by our connection center. We'd love to connect with you. And, uh, and certainly they can stop by your church this week and connect with you as well. One of the things we talked about with our two churches getting together is how in the world do you take an offering? Right. So just go online. We took a vote. <laughs> go online. Give to your church. There you go. Done. So we're so thankful for digital giving, right? It's a, it's a great way to give. Thank you for your faithfulness and generosity to your church. Uh, Pastor Tracy, you are a blessing to Columbia and CFA. We're so grateful for their ministry to Columbia as well. Thank you so much. Again, we appreciate you all putting this together for us. It's been a long time since our churches have gotten together for a worship service. 
together, and we're just really pleased and happy that the day worked out. However it worked out, it did, and then we're here and we're happy, and we, we appreciate it so much. We're especially uh, honored and blessed to have Colonel, Dr. Jim Coy. He has a lot of titles, but most of all, he's our friend, and we're especially honored to have Dr. Coy with us today. I have my little cheat sheet because he has so uh, he has been a, such a uh, wonderful part of our community and indeed his service to our nation. Uh, he is, has been a medical consultant for the U.S. Army Special Operations Command. Uh, Dr. Coy served with the 3rd Group Army Special Forces Airborne in the 1991 Gulf War. He's received a myriad of military honors. He and his wife, Vicki, have three children. And Vicki, I know you're here, and we're blessed to have you as well. And uh, many of Jim's books have been a tremendous blessing a Gathering of Eagles, uh, and many other books that he's written to highlight the contributions of those who have served our nation. He's written children's books uh, to help kids learn the gospel of Matthew and to learn the parables of Jesus and many others. I believe he has some out here in the lobby if you'd like to pick some up. Uh, Jim and his wife currently attend New Life Community Church here in Columbia, so we've got New Life represented also today. And Dr. Coy, will you come? We just want to welcome you. Thank you for sharing with us. I have to turn this on before you can hear me. <laughs> I'm told this music stand leans, so I'm going to stand sort of crooked if it does. <laughs> Cost of freedom. Freedom is not uh, free. Uh, let's go to the next slide. Yes, my wife, uh, Vicki, is here today. She's in the crowd. She looks very patriotic. We will have been married tomorrow, the 4th of July, for 34 years. Uh, and if you see her, you will say, I think she looks like she's probably his daughter. But she's almost my age. We are with the uh, Military Ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ. The Education Foundation is a foundation that was put together a number of years ago for the sale of all of the Eagle Series and Faith Series books. All of the money was used to send kids to Christian and parochial schools with scholarships and to put money back into books to give to our troops serving across the nation at no cost. The webpage of Gathering of Eagles is how you can, one of the ways you can get up with me. And let's go to the next slide. 
I will periodically, I got to turn around and see how big these look. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the small version up there. Um, my introduction, I, I, I almost always introduce myself this way. Uh, I thought I probably wouldn't today. I know many of you, but then I thought, no, I'm not going to break a tradition. So let me introduce myself this way. Um, I've had five biopsies, uh, four major surgeries, two months of radiation therapy twice, two months of chemotherapy over a 30-year period to make me look this ugly. <laughs> and then to the guys in the group, I would say, now, what is your excuse? <laughs> two years ago, I was signing books in Tennessee with the national president of the Ex-Prisoner of War Association. As I left that meeting, I stopped at a fast food restaurant to get food before I caught my flight back to Missouri. And a young fellow was standing behind me. If you stand behind me and to the right, you'll see a fairly significant deformity in uh, the right side of my face. And I ordered, I stepped back, I was in uniform, and uh, he went up the order, and then he turned around and basically said, I've just got to ask. And, and then I said, what's that? And he said, well, what in the world happened to you? And not being uh, used to people approaching it quite that directly, I said, well, I was in a knife fight. <laughs> and uh, when he said that, or when I said that, he jumped back as if I might still be carrying that knife. <laughs> anyway, I never did tell him the truth. Uh, I, I, uh, I thought it was just too good to pass up. So... With all the radiation, with all the chemotherapy, with all of the surgical procedures, uh, one of the last times I was uh, seen by an ENT doctor, probably about six months ago now, the doctor said, I don't even know how you can speak. And then a number of years ago, I had the final tumor that I had, and uh, they were considering cutting out my tongue, and that's when they decided to do radiation again. So. I'm not going to dwell on that other than to say that periodically I may have to take a drink of water. My throat and my mouth will dry out, and if that happens, it will sound like my tongue is not connected to my brain. Okay, we got the introduction done, family service. My family came to America in the early 1600s, the Coy family. And the first uh, Coy who gave his life for the cause of freedom was Richard Coy, Corporal Richard Coy, New Braintree, Massachusetts, the French and Indian Wars. He was uh, killed at Wheeler's Surprise uh, in 1675. My family moved from the Massachusetts area to Maryland and then began serving in the military and the militia and my great-grandfather's First Sergeant John Coy and his son, Private John Coy, fought in the Revolutionary War. They moved from Maryland to Kentucky in 1790, and they served in the militia for Kentucky. My Uncle Daniel fought in the Battle of New Orleans, was wounded, and died on his way home to Kentucky. 
My family then moved to northern Missouri in 1855. My great-grandfather, James, fought in the Civil War with the Union Army with the 39th Missouri Infantry. My two brothers and I served 93 years combined total time in the military. My family has been serving and at times fighting and at times dying for the cause of American freedom, family service. Next slide. Yes, there are four books in the Eagle series books. The first book with the large eagle on the front is on leadership. It had five sections. Uh, one of them is religion. One of them is military leaders. The second book, the Medal of Honor book, a book on courage. Medal of Honor recipients are nation's highest award. These individuals speak to what it takes, the courage it takes to be awarded our nation's highest medal. The third book, Prisoners of Hope, is a book about hope. It's POWs, of which we have a direct relation to one of the fellows in that book, and I won't we'll become any more specific than that, but Jeremy can talk about it sometime if he wants to. And then the final book in the series is the book on faith, and it includes Medal of Honor recipients, POWs. Some of my stories over my military career, and uh, then it has a two-hour DVD at the back. So if you're interested in any of those or faith series, I have some of them with me today. All of the money goes to send kids to school or to purchase books to give to our troops and or to veterans. It's tax deductible gift. Next slide. I'm going to take a, a number of guys who uh, wrote their advice for life, their wisdom for life, just a few short quotes from these men today to share with you about freedom. Clarence Larson was a POW during World War II. He survived the Bataan Death March. And then he survived the transit on a hell ship in Isomaru to Japan. And then survived two years of slave labor in the coal mines of Japan. The advice he would offer you today is this. Honor your flag. It spells freedom, yours and mine, and that freedom comes at a terrible cost. Next slide. Cordelangiati, also a POW from World War II from the book Prisoners of Hope. 45th Infantry Division, the Thunderbird Division, captured in Italy, POW in Italy, and then moved to Germany. But offer you this about freedom. Dying for freedom is not the worst thing that could happen. No. To die for freedom and to be forgotten, that's the worst thing that could happen. Next slide. Willis Meyer was a POW in World War II uh, with the U.S. Army Air Force, a waste gunner on a B-24, shot down over Germany, POW for over two years, significantly injured. As Americans, 
we have a sacred obligation. And he doesn't say we have an obligation. He says we have a sacred obligation. We have a sacred obligation to remember those who fought and died for our freedom on foreign soil and never returned home. It's not just an obligation. It's sacred. And next slide. Gray Byford received the Medal of Honor, 5th Group Army Special Forces, Green Beret, uh, a good friend, dear friend. Uh, he offers three pieces of advice. I'm going to offer you a couple. I may get into the other one. Is severely wounded in Vietnam in a medically induced coma for a period of time. Had no faith as a young man. Uh, I'll tell a little more of this story. Woke up one day and there was a chaplain praying at the end of his uh, bed. And the chaplain turned to him and said, I'm glad to see that you're awake. So I've been stopping by and praying for you every day. And then the chaplain said to Gary, who had no faith, said, would you like to pray? And Gary said, pray? I don't know how to pray. I wouldn't even know who to pray to. But over the course of time, Gary Bikert developed a deep faith. The advice that he would offer you today is this. To those who fight for it, Freedom has a meaning that protected will never know. And then I'll just share a short piece of one of the sentences that he shares in his story in the Medal of Honor book. And it is, I learned many life-changing lessons in Vietnam. One is how precious life is. The second is how frightening death can be. And the third is, how important God is to both. Next slide. The cost of freedom. Freedom is not free. The motto of the American XPOW Association, I periodically see it on bumper stickers, freedom is not free. We have human freedom. We have American freedom. We have spiritual freedom. Richard Sorensen was a young Marine in the Pacific during World War II. A grenade <clears throat> was thrown into a foxhole that he and a number of other young Marines were in. And he fell down on that grenade to save the lives of the men in that foxhole. He was severely wounded but survived. His advice to you today would be, we must dedicate ourselves to the principle that freedom under God is man's destiny. Freedom under God, it is, in fact, man's destiny. And we must not only live our lives according to the principle, but defend it unto death with the courage of free men. He concludes his statement by saying, we won our freedom in one generation, speaking specifically to the Revolutionary War, American freedom. We won it in a generation, and we can lose it in one generation. Not on the slides, but there's a quote by a friend of mine who would say, I once saw a young man carrying a sign. That sign said, nothing is worth dying for. Nothing is worth dying for. And then he responded by saying, Unless a person has something that they consider 
so valuable that they would be willing to die for it, they will probably never have anything so valuable that they would be willing to live for it. Next slide. I'm going to take you from a human freedom and American freedom. And yes, by the way, thank you to all the veterans in the service. Especially thank you to those, and I know some of you, some of you are, you wouldn't know it to see them, but some of the men in this room that I know are true American heroes. Not just there, but heroes. There is also spiritual freedom, Galatians 5 and 1. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Depending upon the translation that you will read, it may read liberty, but it is about freedom. Also, just moving on in Galatians 5, a few verses along the way. You, my brethren, were called to be free. You're called to be free. It's man's destiny to be free. It's God-given. But First Peter tells the story about what freedom truly is. First Peter 2 and 16, it says, Live as free men, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. Let me break it down for you. With freedom, human, American, spiritual, there is an obligation. I may have the freedom to burn the American flag, but I also have the responsibility to honor it because the sacrifice for that flag was a terrible cost. Next slide. cost of spiritual freedom is the same as American freedom. Blood, sweat, tears, suffering, sorrow, sadness, and yes, even death. That is the cost of our American freedom and that is the cost of our spiritual freedom and we have a sacred obligation to remember those who died for our freedom, those who have come before us, our American freedom, and Jesus Christ who died for our spiritual freedom. Next slide. I think it's the final slide. I won't tell any stories today. My wife said you've messed the best part. I should just tell stories. Some of them are true. <laughs> That's sort of my uh, T-shirt there, uh, been there, done that. Yes, I went to the flight surgeon school, and yes, I went to airborne school, and yes, I went to the Israeli airborne school, and yes, I went to air assault school, and I was with the special forces in combat in the first Gulf War. So Pastor Jeremy is going to come. I think I'm right on time. He said 10.50, and man, it is 10.49 by the clock on the wall.
Thank you, Dr. Coy. <clears throat> the freedom that you, you speak about <clears throat> is, is the freedom that I think we take for granted, and we see some of these things in movies, and, and we talk about it sometimes glibly about this being a free country and I have freedoms, and yet the freedom that you talk about is very personal something that you fought for, and we're very thankful uh, for you and for all the men and women who sacrificed, who served. Many of you in this room who have served have invisible scars, things that we can't see that you suffer from, from your time, and again, we're grateful, and we pray God's richest blessings upon you. Dr. Coy, you touched on spiritual freedom, and in this moment, in this holy moment, church, would you simply close your eyes and bow your heads? I believe there's those of you among us who have yet to take that step towards spiritual freedom. You may embrace freedom as an ideal, as a philosophy, as a, a great idea. And yet true freedom is only found in Christ. It's not found simply because you're an American. There are brothers and sisters in Christ all over this world who suffer on the tyranny of other regimes, yet live as free human beings because of who Christ is. I simply want to invite you into that relationship today. Many of us in this room have prayed a prayer at one time that, though on the surface just seems like words uttered out loud, actually is an interaction with the supernatural, where you stepped into followership of Christ. You laid down your rights to do what you want, to live in obedience with the one who actually provides you greater freedom. A freedom to live without the tyranny of sin dominating your life. So this morning, if that's you and, and you'd like for us to pray with you, to step into that relationship where freedom comes because of Jesus' perfect life, a life you could not live, he lived perfectly. He suffered taking upon his broken body, the suffering of your sin, of our iniquity, of our sickness, ultimately paying our sin debt by giving his life, but rising again on the third day, bringing freedom to all who would believe and call on his name and then walk in obedience with him. And if that's you this morning, we want to pray with you. I'm going to ask you in just a second to lift your hand. We're not going to point you out or call you forward. We're simply going to say a prayer as Christ's church. We're going to pray with you to begin that journey into freedom. If that's you this morning, would you simply raise your hand when I count to three and we're going to pray with you. One, two, three. I see that hand over here. Anybody else in the back? I see you over here. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. I see your hand. Thank you, sweetie. I see you too. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Church, with our voices lifted with those who raise their hands, would you repeat this simple but profound and spiritual prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son Jesus who lived the perfect life that I could not live, who suffered for me and died for me. Thank you for your forgiveness. I ask for it now 
Help me to live the new life that you've provided when Jesus rose from the dead. Help me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, could we give a round of applause for all those who made that decision today? <laughs> Pastor Tracy, would you enjoy, and Darcy, would you join me on stage? What a great morning to celebrate freedom together as one body, as one church, Christ Church United in worship this morning. Tracy and Joy, it's such a pleasure to have you guys here. I wish we were outside in 95 degree heat sweating together, but this will have to do. For those of you who don't know, I, uh, know Pastor uh, Tracy's wife, Joy, we're so thankful for, for you, for leading Tracy. And, and my wife, Darcy, who, who helps lead us here as well. Uh, we're so grateful for you guys coming this morning and, and have enjoyed worshiping together. Let's try to do it more than once a year, but certainly this is a, a great time to do that together. So we've got some great food for you that we've had a team of people. We're so grateful for Jim and Margaret Gunderson, Ron Frost, Adam Rooks. Tracy, I know you had some people deliver a bunch of chairs because we ran out. Um, just a lot of people who've invested some time and energy simply because they wanted us to have a great meal to celebrate our, our freedom together and celebrate as one church. So let me give you a few instructions. Uh, all the food will be served down in the gymnasium, which is if you go out these uh, front doors or out our side door, it's going to be that direction. Uh, you, you really can't miss it. Just follow the big hallway, follow the signs, follow the crowd. We'll take you down there. Uh, you'll enter the gymnasium. There's a couple of uh, tables to grab your plates and silverware. Then there will be about five lines, uh, different sides of each table to allow you to serve yourself and serve your children. Uh, we do ask if uh, you're under 12 that you stay with your parents and uh, let them help you uh, get your food. We have about 300, I think we've thought about 300 chairs. Uh, there's probably about 400 people here. So uh, kids, if you don't mind sitting on the floor, there's bleachers as well. There are a few tables that we've reserved for some of our seniors. We also call them our legacy members. We're so grateful for the investment you've made in, our, in both of our churches over the years. And, and uh, if you need a table for any other special needs, you certainly are welcome to use those. But there's chairs all over the place. There's plenty of floor space. There's hallways. Uh, you can go outside, I suppose, <laughs> if you want. That's totally up to you. Am I missing anything? Please be patient. Yeah, extend extend grace. As you go through the line, uh, please take a little of uh, what you would like, and then certainly we'll go back for seconds if there is more. Pastor Tracy, would you pray for a blessing over our food and our time together today? Indeed, O oh Lord, we are so mindful of your blessings upon us today as a nation and as people of God. Thank you for Dr. Coy. Thank you for these veterans among us who are representative of such a wealth of heroism that has been displayed on our behalf. We ask you to continue to bless each one. And we thank you, Lord, uh, for all of the freedoms that we enjoy today. Though we find ourselves troubled and worried over many things that develop on a national level, politically and otherwise, around our world. Still, Lord, we thank you for the great freedom that we enjoy today. Let us not forget to bless your name and to thank you. 
Thank you for that spiritual life that you've given to us. Lord, it draws us together so that on a day like today, we feel a kinship that is unparalleled. We feel that kinship because of the blood of Jesus that binds us together and we call one another brother and sister. We thank you for that reality that we have in you. Bless our time now with food and fellowship together. Make it rich and sweet. Bless those who have provided for it. We pray a special blessing not only on our churches, our other fellow assemblies of God, uh, church families in our community, but all the people of God in this area, that you will help us to live out the example of your freedom, spiritual freedom. Let us be faithful to be witnesses for you until your soon return. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Tracy. Hey, we're so glad you listened in. If you made a decision to follow Christ today or would like more information, please email us at nextsteps at c2church.com or visit us at c2church.com.